Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. The volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are a new Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Little weekend Middlecoff mailbag. We haven't done one of these in a couple weeks. Uh, Like... uh, I, I've been checked out, but more importantly, it doesn't matter what I do. It's about you, the consumer, and the consumer checks out. And honestly, you might be checked out this weekend, but I had so much inventory in my inbox. I was like, let's uh, let's clear some of this up, as uh, they teach you in accounting class, first in, first out. Uh, so we will get to the latest. I know a lot of you guys sent me DMs. I, I will try to get to them all. It's pretty easy to get in the mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. At 
John Middlecoff. It's my name. Two F's. Don't misspell it like uh, my former employees always did. Employers. Uh, I was the employee. The Eagles spelled it wrong. Fresno State spelled it wrong. Not not much respect. Two F's. Not an easy name. My last name's not Smith, so I get it. Two F's. Slide up in those DMs and get your question answered here on the show. From Jack. We'll start with Jack. Who was the better team in 2013? The Seahawks or the 49ers? I know the Seahawks beat them in the NFC Championship, but who wins on a neutral site? Best of seven, ETC. Wanted to get your take, as I'm sure you followed both teams closely during that time. I think sometimes in sports, when something comes down to the wire or overtime, if you played it like 10 times, it might be a true coin flip. And then sometimes when it comes down to like a historic an overtime, you're like, actually, you know, if they played this thing 10 times, the other team or the other guy wins it a bunch of times. It happens a lot in individual sports, like when someone upsets Joker or Nadal or Tiger, like Rocco Media almost beat Tiger at Torrey Pines in 08. Well, it turns out Tiger had a broken leg and a torn ACL. If they played 100 times, Tiger beats him 99. Like all the times that Nadal and Joker and those guys have been upset, most of the time, if they played that thing a lot of times, it, it would be, a, you know, they would dominate. But sometimes, like, the, when the Cavs beat the Warriors, you know, that was pretty even back in 16, even though they came back from 3-1. Do the Warriors probably win 6 out of 10 times? Yeah, maybe. But I, I think the Seattle and the 49ers was a true coin flip game. If they played 10 times, I think it would probably be 5-5. Maybe 6-4. So, Seattle won. They had home field advantage in that game, the Crabtree-Sherman game, which is a big deal. I, I think one thing in basketball and football, probably more than baseball, because in baseball, if you have a legit pitching staff, it can neutralize the the crowd. You know, I've seen it when Bumgarner, who I actually ran into in uh, in Arizona a couple weeks ago, uh, I, I we were down at this area. It's called Scottsdale Quarter. They have all these cool shops, and we they have a Yeti store, very on brand. I see Bumgarner, and honestly, I you know I talk for a living. I usually have some good. I can introduce myself. I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. But it's like, what do I say to this guy? Completely botched it. It was very awkward. Uh, he probably thought I was a complete weirdo. But it was very on brand. I ran into Bumgarner in the Yeti store. But about Bumgarner, like. He had that game against the Kansas City Royals, which I should have just dropped. Like, hey, bro, from Northern California, uh, that game was legendary. Just some bullshit. I don't know. I I tried to drop like, hey, man, remember when you used to live in the city? He's like, I didn't live in the city. It was just very weird. Um, And listen, you can't win them all. But, you know, if you have a great pitcher, when the Giants won all their World Series, they could dominate on the road pitching, and it would just shut up the opposing crowd. Where in football and in basketball, like, it's it's inevitable if you're good you're going to get some momentum on the road so yeah I mean I I would say that the right team won that individual game but I I don't think there was any difference between the two teams I guess is the long-winded way of saying that I think that was a true I mean they were both really really good Um, I, I think that that was if the Chiefs and the 49ers in 2020 the year that Mahomes hit the wasp play, or that might have been, yeah, I guess it was February of 2020. I think if they played 10 times, that's close to a coin flip game. That Niner team was really good, and that Chiefs team's offense was unreal. Love the pod. Panthers fan, here living in perpetual misery. 
At first, I liked the Mayfield trade because he seems to be an upgrade over Darnold. However, after thinking about it more, it doesn't seem like one would be that much better than the other when there are many other problems on our team beside quarterback play. At what point do we need to start blaming the coach and GM and the staff for not only the shortcomings of the past few seasons, but the overall lack of progress? Also, McCaffrey goes down again, this franchise paying him huge contract. Where do you go from here with him? Well, I, I think I've had some time to marinate on it too. I did a podcast a couple days and just gave my initial thoughts. I think when you're really desperate, and I heard someone say this is the first time two guys from the same draft that have been drafted this high have been on the same team since like the 1980 Raiders. It was Plunkett and one other guy. So it's a very rare combination to get two guys who are drafted this high, especially that are young, right? This draft wasn't 2012. These guys were drafted in what, 18? 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, this is their fifth year. So when you're really desperate and Fitterer, the GM, does come from Seattle, who, like, let's face it, the most famous move they've ever made is drafting Russell Wilson, but it was the open competition. And that was a big thing with Pete Carroll. When he resurrected his career at USC through Seattle was compete, compete, compete. Competition Tuesdays, competition Wednesdays, competitions Thursdays. Just always competing. I think that's the name of his book, Always Compete. So when you're really desperate, what, what the hell do you have to lose? You know, it, it, to me, it's just let the best man win. You get two guys that were drafted really high. Now, you could argue that who cares about draft position years later, and that's true, but it does factor in when you're talking about fifth-year options or salaries. So I, I, I get it. And, you know, I think the big differentiating factor why they got Baker and not Jimmy is just simply money. They got him for cheap. If, if he was not cheap, he would not be on the team, you know? It's really that simple, and then they just hope that one of these guys, the competition can bring out the best in them. Now, the difference, and position players always get mad, like, D-tackle, like, you know, who cares if they bring in competition or wide receiver? Well, that's not the way it works. Kicker, punter, quarterback. One guy plays. So whoever is not playing at quarterback, unlike kicker and punter, you only got one. The other guy has to be supportive. You know, it's like any of you guys listening married, you know, if she is supportive of your endeavors professionally, of anything you're doing, it's easier to live life. When when she is not supportive and it is a, uh, you know, it gets contentious over some of your ideas or something you're doing professionally, it's hard to live. So if this guy, when you hear this sometimes, like, I don't know if this guy's going to be a good backup. The reason they say that is because, you know, you have to be, understand where you're at. Your lot in life. I'm the backup. I need to support my starting quarterback. And a lot of times quarterbacks believe they're still starters, and that's a problem. It's why a lot of Chase Daniels of the world or Blaine Gabberts are such great backups. They know where they stand. And if you don't know where you stand, it can be a problem. Now, ultimately with the Panthers, I've said it over and over, I think that Matt Rule will be coaching in college next year. And all of his pick of the litter of jobs. My guess would be UCLA. Fan of the pod since the OG pandemic days. You know, the irony is I've been going, doing this pod since uh, 2018. I know some of you guys are new because of the volume, uh, but I've been... Colin had a podcast network, which me, him, and I think Gottlieb originally started you know, five years ago, four years ago. Now, obviously, it's gone to another level with the volume, but you know, I've been, the OG days are you know, a long time ago when we, we were beating the bushes, you know, digging them ditches. 
Honestly, did not know that you do by yourself. Week two or three, three and out episodes. You have me addicted harder than I was to Adderall in college. <laughs> anyway, Adderall and me have never gone well together. It just doesn't really work. And obviously, you know, I think a lot of people use it. Just know this. If you're in a competitive, high-paced industry with a lot of money on the line, most of your competition is on it. So if you don't have... A lot of people think like, Middle Cough, what are you on? I don't know. Coffee? I don't necessarily need it. And when I do take it, it makes me a little weird. Uh, but I, I do know, luckily, I have a lot of energy and I get up early, early. I can't really sleep. So it's, you know, I, I don't necessarily need it. Maybe sometimes hungover, uh, though I, it's not like I have any. Uh, but just know a lot of people that you're competing with ha- are on it. And that's, that's just, that's a fact. Uh, anyways, what are your thoughts on Notre Dame potentially joining the Big Ten? Do you see a scenario where they join the SEC? I see no scenario where they join the SEC. Uh, academics is something they hang their hat on. I think it's why they align with the Michigans, with the Wisconsins, with the Northwesterns, with the Purdue's. I was texting with Coward the other day. I actually think the most likely scenario, if Notre Dame joins, and you never know, like they might stay independent, they're worth a lot of money to NBC, but they're worth a lot to the Big Ten. That if they can get come as a package deal, because you can't just bring Notre Dame alone, right? You need an even number of teams. It's like the NFL couldn't have 31 teams, or the NBA couldn't have 29 teams. So they're at, whatever, 14 now. They want to add to 16 and then ultimately go potentially to 20. I guess the Big Ten, I guess the Big Ten's now at, they will be at 16 when UCLA and Stanford, or I mean UCLA and USC come. If they had Notre Dame, they'd be at 17, but they need another team. To me, the team that makes the most sense, Notre Dame's rival is USC and Stanford. like that, And obviously Michigan, but they don't consistently play. But they play Stanford every single year. Now, Stanford can be hit or miss when it comes to football and basketball. And right now, football team's down. Obviously, the basketball team sucks. But I do think that if they come as a package deal, that it'll be Stanford and not Oregon or Washington. Uh, that, that would be my educated guess. I don't I mean, it's not like I have inside information, but that, that's, I, I, I would guess that that would be the case. With the USFL and XFL coming up as feeder systems, do you see this affecting college athletics? They're not feeder systems. College football is the feeder system. USFL is basically, you know, I, I don't even know how what umbrella you'd put it under. Like, uh, you know, they're subsidizing. They are basically an avenue for guys that can't make it. You know, it's like, uh, it's not even the minor leagues. Because the minor leagues would be like the practice squad. The, the, the XFL and USFL is just the carryover, spillover of guys that can't cut it in the league. And I'm not saying that it's not even a, it's not a shot. It's just a fact. You know, I, I saw that a headline the other day that whoever the best player this year is in the USFL, he's got three tryouts with NFL teams. The best player in the USFL, one guy, tryouts. Like, I remember when the, uh, was the AAF happened? You know, three or four of their guys got shots in the NFL. Daniel Brunskill actually is a starter for the 49ers, played in the AAF. But it, he's one of few. College football is the is the league that pumps everyone. That, that's the feeder system. The XFL and the USFL, let's call a spade a spade. They are a money-making endeavor for the networks. The networks need content. You, you, you know, the, you turn on television, it goes 24-7, 365. And I, I saw Colin say this. I saw it on Twitter. Is that they made money at the USFL? USFL, I think, averaged seven hundred fifty thousand viewers. Here's the funny part about the NBA: 
The NBA, if you turn on television, people talk about it incessantly. It never stops. It's just NBA, NBA. You you see the television ratings, the majority of teams, they don't most teams don't average 730,000 viewers a game like the Magic, you know, so these you think these teams 50% of them get 730,000 viewers? No chance. A lot of local baseball teams don't sniff that number. So it's it's a very healthy number. Someone asked me like, "Do you watch?" No, I haven't watched a snap. <laughs> Again, I not why, why would I watch it? I'm not going to talk about it. It bores me. But I do respect that, you know, it's a it's just there it's it's a money-making endeavor. That's simply what it is, which I respect. But um I I don't think it impacts really the NFL at all. The baseball season is here. This baseball season turned K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. Here's what I like. Betting on the Los Angeles Dodgers and betting on the New York Yankees. Bet on the best teams, and you are more likely going to win money. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code Colin to get started with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan, one 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369 New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-888-9789 Tennessee 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia Warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical black buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco if you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. 
While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Grew up in Arroyo Grande, just south of San Luis Obispo. I know where that is. Quick recommendation. If you haven't played them before, check out Hunter Ranch. Played it. Monarch Dunes, Napomo. Played it. Both very fun tracks. Agree. Haven't played it in 20 years, but it's maybe a little less than that. Football question. Oregon Ducks alumni. Do you think the Big Ten is the only option for the Ducks to survive and stay relevant nationally? Seems like with UCLA, USC, they could fit in being the West Coast compared to the SEC being still very regional. Is their best bet to work with UW and ditch the rest? Uh, I think what they need is the Big Ten wants to go to 20. Their best hope is that the Big Ten and the SEC become the NFC and AFC. And that would be the SEC adding, and listen, I I know there are variables and contracts. I'm just speaking big picture. They would need this to happen. The SEC is adding Texas and Oklahoma. They need four more teams to get to 20. To me, if they added Miami, Florida State, Clemson, and let's say North Carolina, now Duke, whatever, whatever their package is of the four teams, the Big Ten then would want to get to 20. And then basically those two sets of teams have like five teams on each side make the playoffs, kind of NFL style. Maybe it could be six, whatever. But 
That way, the Big Ten would add, ideally, Notre Dame, Stanford, Oregon, Washington. So when the Big Ten season happened, every single night during the uh, conference play, you'd have several games on the West Coast. Stanford, Iowa, Washington, Wisconsin, UCLA, Michigan, Michigan State, Oregon, right? And you would just constantly have programming for Fox. Because I it really starting to piss me off. Like, oh, the television networks are just playing Kingmaker. Well, yeah, they're spending all the fucking money. You can't have, we want to get all the money if you're a program and then not listen to your partners. You don't get to just take all the money and have them not get to dictate any of the terms. It's called a contract. Both people need to sign. So if I'm Fox, I want more bigger, I want bigger brands and I want programming at night at 7.30. And right now they only have one West Coast team. Now, luckily I would guess USC and UCLA, once the Big Ten Conference play starts, one of those teams will play every single week on the West Coast. And more likely than not, a lot of those games will be at night, seven o'clock kickoffs for television. But you can't tell me that like, why does television get to make all this pull? Because they're spending all the money. They're the one funding this all. Now, the reason they're doing it is because these teams bring a lot to the table, but it's a two-way street. You can't be like, uh, why do you... Why does Middlecoff have to do things for the volume? I don't know, because we're in business together. <laughs> so I, I got to give in to stuff. They got to give in. It's a, it's a partnership. That's how the world works. I, I, I get why the television networks have a lot of juice. ESPN just paid a historic amount of money for the SEC. So of course they're going to want Texas and Oklahoma there. They're the ones cutting all the checks. <laughs> you think the money just falls from the sky? So what, the NBA guys always do this. They're always complaining. It's like, you guys understand the fans. Like, you're always bitching the moment of the fans. They provide all the cash. You got to understand where the money comes from. Then it helps you not get mad at stupid stuff. Because without any of this stuff, like, if, if the money didn't exist, all this stuff would just be YMCA sports. But because of people will consume it, I mean, this is why this is becoming such a consolidated thing. There's so much money in the line. Now, we can argue all day long. It sucks. I agree. I didn't want to see the Pac-12 disappear, but like they've been irrelevant for a decade. So when you're basically irrelevant for a decade, what are we supposed to do? I recently heard you talk about how we don't talk enough about incompetent head coaches. I was wondering if it is more relevant to talk about incompetent owners since these guys hire, fire the head coaches, and it seems most of the same franchise continue to cycle through incompetent coaches. Let me know your thoughts. I think the reason that, you know, it's it's harder to talk about owners being idiots, where we can talk about coaches being idiots, because I get to judge a coach. You know, every week his team plays, we see if they're good or bad. We see how well they do on offense. We see how well prepared they are. We see, we see how many penalties they have. We see how tough they are. I can judge the coach based on his team, Right. It's harder as an owner because you go, well, he's not coaching the team. He didn't pick the players. He's just sitting there. Now, obviously, some owners are much more credible and better than other guys. That's not even arguable. But it's harder to quantify that besides like wins and losses. But again, wins and losses, we just blame the coach or the quarterback or the general manager. And the owner goes, well, I hired the guy. I don't meddle. I gave him all his resources. So I... It's clear like Dean Spanos is really cheap. The Lions and Bears owners are archaic. They have no fucking clue what's going on. But 
It's like, you know, they hire Matt Patricia and Dan Quinn, two Patriot guys who sunk the ship. It's like, do I put that on Martha Ford or, you know, the F-150s? I don't know. You know, the Bears hired a guy that just said he's going to dominate the North. Like, no, you're not, Ryan. As long as Aaron Rodgers is there, he's going to beat the shit out of you guys. But, like, if they tank the whole deal, was it was it the McCaskies problem that they drafted two corners or two DBs in the second round with no alignment? I don't know. So it's 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 more difficult to play that game. So you could argue it's just easier to blame the coaches because I get to see it. I know you take show recommendations on the pod. I can only speculate you have seen Bosch. I have. As it may be Amazon's best cop series. Agree. Fantastic. I got an ad for Bosch Legacy. Some free apps I never heard of. However, Titus Welliver delivered again. Even if I had to endure commercials to refill my drink or take a leak like back in the day. Agree. It's very, very good. I, I just started. I mean, I lasted like 10 minutes. I was pretty tired. I fell asleep. But uh, Chris Pratt's new show. It looks like, uh, you know, kind of like a Marine. I don't even know. I honestly don't know much about the show. The first scene kind of felt like The Rock. Like they're, they're, they're underneath, uh, like in a sewage type area, shooting them up and guys are getting blasted. Uh, it, it's like, I, I think the show has a lot of potential. I, I've had a lot of people forward me. I think it's called The Terminal List. Uh, anytime Marines, people getting lit up early in a, in a movie or a show, I'm in. What's your prediction on the Deshaun Watson will play this year or not? With the huge contract given to him and how much of a guaranteed he got, do you think Jimmy Haslam is going to have an influence on Goodell in terms of the suspension levied? I don't think Roger Goodell gives a sh- one you-know-what about Jimmy Haslam. So I, I think Jimmy Haslam has zero factor into any of this. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, at this point in time, I thought we were going to have... Uh, uh, basically, the the suspension levied weeks ago. I, it's why I don't ever try to figure this stuff out. I, I gave my educated guess. I, I told you what I would do. I would suspend him indefinitely until it all plays out. My guess would be he gets a year. Florio wrote that it's not crazy to think that he gets eight games. Who, who knows? I, I, I'm not. You know, just tell me when it comes at this point. Like I, we've get, we've all given our guesses. We've all given our opinions. I'm out on Deshaun Watson in terms of my my energy and my words. Give me, let me know when he's suspended, then I'll give you my take. But as of right now, I honestly have no clue. Uh, Nothing ever surprises me. Big Browns fan here, unfortunately. It's always interesting to hear an outsider's thoughts on the madness. Assuming Watson gets hit with a suspension for the season, what do you think the Browns' best route is for the future? I think if that happens, that they end up trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jacoby's their backup, and those two guys are buddies because they play together in New England. I actually think it's a pretty easy transition. Now, they'd probably have to work out the salary. No way they're going to pay him $27 million. Uh, so I, my guess would be that if Deshaun is suspended for a year, that they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and basically have Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, and try to compete uh, in that division. I, I was thinking, actually, the other day, that division's going to be really good. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to be, they're going to be back this year. They got a ton of guys coming back off injury. Their defense is going to be awesome. The Bengals, I mean, that offense is sweet. They're going to be solid. The Steelers, I don't know how good their offense is going to be, but their defense is going to be awesome. And the Browns roster is unreal. Now, their quarterback situation is a little in flux, 
But if you give them Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett, maybe they can patch it together. With USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten, college football seems to be aligning to maximize TV revenues, competition, and perhaps finally settle the national championship question via a true playoff. Can you see the NFL rebalancing their divisions toward a similar goal? NFC North, AFC South truly have been comp- have not been competitive. Uh, how would Seattle change the makeup of the NFC North or Miami moving the AFC South? Also, really looking forward to hearing about your experience once you complete the move to Scottsdale and become fully acclimated. Does it change your politics? Thoughts on family? Success? ETC? Or does California lifestyle cl- cleanly transfer? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think on the latter part there, much is going to change. My, my politics haven't changed in 20 years. I mean, I, I thought the same when I was poor as I do when I have some money. It, that will change nothing. Now, as you get older, you know, family, different things change in your mind. But I, I, I'm moving for financial reasons. It's pretty black and white. It doesn't pencil for me to be here. Period. Point blank. End of story. This isn't wherever I went. I could go to Nevada, Nashville, Texas. It's a financial move. And it's a big picture financial move. The amount of money I'm giving here and the return on investment does not add up. That's that's pretty. That's the only reason I'm leaving. But all that's the other stuff has zero factor. This is a financial move and a big picture long term move. It's like drafting a quarterback at number one. You're not drafting him for 2022. You're drafting him for the next 15 years. Now, obviously, in life, you're doing you're making moves for the next however many years. Hopefully, I'm 37. Live another 50. You know. I actually was stumbled upon these uh, these Johnny Carson, Don Rickles, the YouTubes, and one they were both forty seven years old, and they were talking. They're, they're, they were the same age, and this is like nineteen seventy two or whatever. They look so old; it's crazy how old people looked in like the sixties and seventies. It, it really is. I mean, it's insane. I'm looking at Johnny Carson. He says he weighs 47 years old. I see people that that are 47 years old right now that look like 20. How did they look so old? Now, part of it, they didn't color their hair. Obviously, they drank and smoked. You know, not that we don't, but the cigarette thing. Um, the, the diets were a lot different, even though Johnny was skinny. On the realignment, I don't think the NFL. Why would the NFL? The NFL is maximizing revenue. So I, I, I don't think that they change at all. Never have followed, much less watch golf, but you got me hooked with your go-low pod. Love the mix of business and sports you bring. Question for the pod. What company, from a culture perspective, would you most compare the Cleveland Browns to? What about the Rams? I would compare the Cleveland Browns to Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Twitter. Uh, it's, it's just talked about nonstop. We never stop talking about Twitter or the Cleveland Browns. Yet, Over the last decade, tech and these companies made so much fucking money. It was the greatest tech boom we've ever seen up until like six months ago. Twitter stock didn't budge. They didn't make any money relative to their peers. Everyone was printing cash, dominating. Twitter went nowhere. But it feels big because the media loves and sits and lives on Twitter. There was a report today that Elon Musk is backing out or going to attempt to. Obviously, there are stipulations in the contract. Because he believes that the majority of accounts are bots. And honestly, I think I'm on Elon's side. If you told me that the majority of accounts on Twitter are fake, they claim like 12% of the American population is on Twitter. Elon believes it's like five. 
I actually, I don't know the number. Maybe it's seven, eight. I'm closer to Elon than I am the media thinks it's a big deal. The media gives away all their takes on Twitter for free. The Browns never shut up about anything. Uh, I would say the Rams would be like a progressive company that's kicking ass and making a lot of money. Uh, Like a Shopify, you know, or a Spotify. And again, I know those stocks are way down, but big picture, I would short the living shit out of Twitter. People are like, Twitter's a sleeping giant. No, it's not. It's a negative place full of hate. It sucks. Twitter sucks. And I'm someone who does business on the internet. It, no revenue is generated. Absolutely no money is made. TikTok, people are making millions. Instagram, nobody makes any money on Twitter. Yet we talk about it nonstop. I think all the time, like, why don't I just deactivate? I, listen, I'm sick. Uh, I, I kind of hold on, but... I don't know why. I, if if you told me that Elon bought it and nuked it and blew it up, I would throw a party. I would much rather spend all my time on you, and I try to YouTube, Instagram, try to get on, on TikTok a little bit, but I only have so much energy. That's where the revenue flows. So I w- I would say the Rams. I'd do like Shopify or Spotify, something that's gonna just they just were ahead of the game. Would be my comparison. Uh, sounds like you're in Scottsdale, my backyard. Check out a spot called Isabella's Kitchen at Greyhawk. Been there. Awesome. Uh, that's all he said. Isabella's Greyhawk is where they had the college national championship. Isabella's is a restaurant. They have two courses and it's right in the middle. It's, it's Phil Mickelson's restaurant. Uh, do you believe that the Green Bay Packers being an ownerless team is primary factor for their historical success as a franchise, as well as advantage for success in the future? As teams around the league get picked up by meddling tycoons with limited or no understanding of running sports teams, it seems the Packers' organizational structure provides a firewall that other teams, especially the perennial bad ones, don't have to safeguard long-term strategies from impatient billionaire owners. I mean, I think that sounds good in theory, but I think we're overthinking it. I think their success is tied to going back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers now going on well, I mean, we're almost 2023. I'm pretty sure Brett Favre got there in 1993. Might have been 92. Maybe he was drafted in 92, traded in 93. So let's just say 93 for argument's sake. So at the end of this season, they will have had 30 straight years of their starting quarterbacks being Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. If you gave the Lions or the Browns Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, even they could overcome it. It's like, if Elon runs Twitter, it will work. Why? Because literally everything the guy touches works. If you give the people that run Twitter now, they're basically, you know, the Browns. They're going to suck. Like, in theory, the Browns, like, have a really good roster now. But they gave $230 million to a guy who has, I mean, half of Texas coming after him for sexual assault. How do you feel about Colin and Joy being soft on Draymond? There little to no criticism on him in the finals and kept promoting his podcast. Isn't it a conflict of interest? Yeah. I mean, Colin's in business with Draymond. Have you seen his YouTube numbers? It prints cash for the volume. Draymond is a star. Here's what I will say about Draymond in the finals. He was the first guy to say when he'd have a shitty game, I sucked. Said it multiple times on his podcast. Hear what I will also say about Draymond. I have watched this entire Warriors run since about 2013. In a league full of guys making $40, $50 million, who I wouldn't pay $10 million. Because when it comes nut cutting time and the lights are the brightest, they crumble like a cookie. Chris Paul's, 
James Harden's, Anthony Davis, doesn't even like basketball. Now, I'm not saying Draymond is as good as those guys, but when I play in a big game or a big series, Draymond Green is a fucking war daddy. He is an absolute stone-cold winner. And the Warriors, and Steve Kerr would tell you this, Steph Curry would tell you this, he is not a replaceable part on their team. Now again, no one's saying he's a $50 million player or like a top 15 NBA player. But he is an absolute winning player when it matters most his entire career. So, like yeah, he had some bad games. But he also had some great games. Like game 5 and game 6 when he clowned. Let me repeat, clowned the Celtics. And in a league full of overpaid, overhyped players that, let's face it, the consumer doesn't watch anymore. The NBA ratings are down by half over the last five or six years. Draymond Green's got four rings and played a, been a starter on a team that kicks the shit out of basically everyone for eight straight years. Well, they got Kevin Durant. Well, they won before him and they sure as hell won after him. So yeah, he had some bad games, you know? I mean, it it happens. Rodgers has some bad games. You know, Aaron Judge strikes out three times in the game. But one, Colin's going to promote his podcast. Why? These partners with him. And two, what are you supposed to say? Cut Draymond Green. Go ahead. James Harden. Puke. <laughs> Go get Chris Paul. You mean the guy that can't win a big game to save his life? So I, I just, I don't get it, man. And I get why people don't like Draymond. He's outspoken. And listen, I like his take recently on Kevin Durant. I couldn't disagree with him more. Saying like, let Kevin Durant make business decisions. No, Kevin Durant got to make business decisions. He told the Nets to do absolutely everything. The, the consumer's tired of this mercenary nature of the NBA. Why do the Warriors resonate and do such big ratings? Because they're not a group of mercenaries. They've been together for what? A decade. Steph, Clay, and Draymond. That's what we want. When I was a kid, Stockton and Malone, Michael and Pippen, Hakeem Elijah one, Patrick Ewing, the stars were on the same teams forever. That works. That's what the NFL has. That's the model. We don't mind a guy moving teams every once in a while, but the mercenary nature of the NBA that LeBron has led is cool on Twitter. Again, irrelevant. And for the players, which is fine, but the fans dictate the success of the league. And it turns off the fans. So when Kevin Durant demands a trade, like people are going to be turned off by that. It, it just is. like Kevin is, like LeBron, just a mercenary. But I'll give LeBron credit on this. Never demanded a trade. Never been traded. That might eventually happen, but plays out his contract. Kevin is just, Kevin's exhausting. I think a lot of NBA players are just exhausting. One thing the Warriors aren't, they're not exhausting because they're constantly kicking the shit out of everyone who gets in their way. They've been doing it now for nine years. I mean, it's just, it's basically unprecedented in this modern day mercenary NBA. Why? Because they don't bounce around. Kevin, you want in? Cool. Kevin, you want to leave? See ya. We'll keep kicking your ass. And that that's what happened. So I I think I, I haven't heard all of his takes on him, but of course he's going to promote his podcast. It's on the volume. We're in the business of promoting what we're, you know, in the business with. I mean, let's, it's called good business, all right? What, what are we talking about? Why does Fox want USC and UCLA? That's not fair. Because they're going to make them a lot of money. It's the way the world works. Why, why don't everyone crush Draymond Green? Because he's got four rings and he's clowned, clowned bigs in the league for a long period of time. Now, would Draymond Green have worked when I was a kid against the Shaqs and the Patrick Ewings? Probably not. But the league's gone tiny. Daryl Morey, everyone shoot threes. Well, that's fine. If, you, if you're going to play small against the Warriors, Draymond Green is the greatest small ball five we've ever seen. Defensively. 
Uh, that's my Warriors rant. Adios. Have a good week. See you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.